0: Hello, welcome to episode 60 of Sack King's Therapy. We've now reached the 60 uh, milestone. Uh, I wish it was a happier occasion, but it is the 60th uh, episode uh, of Sack King's Therapy. Glad to actually finally get to this point, would you say, Fong? Yeah,
1: it's it's a big achievement, I, I gotta say. 60 whole episodes, 60... Oh probably 60-plus hours worth of uh, recording uh, Sacramento Kings and other stuff as well.
0: Yeah, again, just wish it was on a happier occasion because we watched two ugly, ugly, ugly depressing games. Um, We'll do our best to try and keep it to somewhat of a positive note, but if it sounds a little bit on the negative side, forgive us it's it's been depressing watching to these games to the end like it's rough all right so let's get started um memphis grizzlies um so they were without jaron jackson jr uh and probably some other players i didn't really look up their side but on our side um kings uh, for the kings marvin was out daquan actually started in his place which was really surprising he literally just came back so yeah that was surprising so uh, I'm not really going to go through it, game, um, what's it called, quarter by quarter, play by play. I'm just going to, you know, go through what I have as the summary. Um, you know, a very much pathetic showing from the Kings. Just no intensity, no sense of urgency. Like, you know, it, it reminded me of the old Kings where, like, you know, they would just get in a hole early. And the difference was in the winning streak was that they would punch back they didn't really punch back at all this game. They just kind of let it happen. You know, they just let Dylan Brooks kind of go off, and they never really recovered from it. And, like, they just never got stops, never got, you know, consistent offense. Fox was kind of my, you know, one. Fox is kind of my big culprit. We'll, we'll kind of get to that. Um, they shot awful in the first half, which put them in a hole. For the second half, they did shoot better in the second half, but defense was just atrocious. Like John Moran had a stretch in the third quarter where I think he got like two or three or maybe even four buckets in a row where he just basically played around with the off with the D with the defense. Just, you know, got whatever he wanted and just shaked and baked everything, you know, draw fouls and stuff, even though I hated some of the flops he did. But he was just getting whatever the hell he wanted. Um. One thing about this uh, third quarter uh, second half, one of the b- only bright spots, in my opinion, was that the Kings somehow got into the bonus with nine thirty one uh, left in the third quarter. They actually managed to essentially foul out, <laughs> not foul out, but like Dylan Brooks got two quick fouls and basically was out for the rest of the quarter. And yeah, again, in the bonus at nine thirty, like that's incredible. What did they do after they shot more threes? Yeah. That's what you Ooh. do when you're in the bonus, you know? Yay. What did you have uh, for the games, I guess, up to, up to this point in the third quarter? Oh,
1: man, I gotta say our defense and rebounding needs like a rework somehow. I it, it, It's hard to watch. It's ridiculously hard to watch. Like people, just people just driving to the paint. Why it's nothing and no one's doing anything about it. It's, it's hard to watch, really. Uh, like you said, I, our three point shooting, we, we need a we need to talk this over. Like Fox shot how many threes this game? Eight three points. And you know, we were talking about this, that, you know, he should have drove or even uh drew fouls more than, you know, chucking eight threes because he he only got one for eight this game and it's hard to watch definitely yeah i was gonna mention buddy too because buddy buddy also was kind of the buddy that we kind of knew in the beginning of the season where he just started chucking shots uh not making like really good shot uh choices we should have just made more plays but it, we're we're really not making any plays or setting up guys that we uh that i think we should be
0: doing Well, yeah, for Fox, you mentioned the 1 for 8. So he was 1 for 8 from 3. However, he was 7 for 15 from the field. And if you do the math on that, that will make him literally – what's it? What is it? That will make him 6 for 7 from from 2-point range. He was getting to the rim, and he was just making plays. That's what he needs to do. And again, they were in the bonus. With how many? With nine minutes to go in the quarter, and you jack threes. Mm-hmm. Like what the f- what the fuck? And like I you know I you know I don't blame Buddy for just being Buddy. He's not a real foul drawer anyways. He's gonna jack up shots. That's just how it's how it is. That's why I would recommend benching him and just limiting his sh- uh you know shot jacking because he really doesn't do much when he doesn't you know when he doesn't score. And unfortunately in this like run, he's not he's back to his old ways. Not doing much. When he's not scoring like in the in the winning streak, he was, you know, setting up guys, particularly Rashawn, although Rashawn wasn't good this game either. But like, you know, he's not doing the good things that he does. And, you know, if he's not going to be doing that, you might as well bench him and just like bring him off the bench. But we will be talking a little bit about that more. I you know, I, I love Fox. We love Fox. He is, you know, he's our max player, the prodigal son of Sacramento right now, basically like it's. You know, this has to be put in, you know, this, some blame has to go his way for not attacking. Maybe like, the, I guess like maybe there's something off with him just because like, you know, he was out for the Orlando magic game and maybe he's coming back a little early. Like I, there's some off with him, and he's just j- jacking way too many threes. And, you know, he had been shooting well from three during like their, during that winning streak, during that seven for nine, uh, run, like, but he's still not a good three-point shooter, and, you know, recently it hasn't gone down at all. Like, it's just not there. So stop taking those kinds of threes, unless, like, you know, it's a wide-open, spot-up three-off ball movement.
1: Yeah, it's—we're—I we're, we're I don't know. Like, what do you think we should do to fix this uh, problem? Because there's a, there's a lot of
0: problems, I see. I will talk about it a little bit more, uh, but in the Nets game, but you know there, the second unit or the third unit really came in. So let me mm-hmm. let me get the lineup. It was Buddy Metsu, Corey Belly, and Gr3. Now Buddy wasn't like great this like he wasn't you know crucial to this run you can kind of flip him for anyone else really but like that unit for some reason showed a lot of life of course the game was already over but so it didn't really matter but like i think luke needs to explore this kind of lineup where it's just bench players and it's not a and it's not an offense that is reliant on one guy to create all the offense for some reason Like when this kind of lineup goes out there, they're like, "Oh, none of us are really shot creators, but so let's, you know, run some plays, get some ball movement, get the defense moving, and find openings instead of just relying on, you know, usually it's Fox or even Halliburton to just create something." And I want to see more of that from Luke to explore these kinds of lineups. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, too bad uh, in the Brooklyn game we didn't really explore too much of that. But we shall see because yeah, I we I see really good potential in the second round or even the third unit um that we have here. And uh really would like to see that.
0: Where where are you now in terms of keeping like all let's just say keeping our vets. Like let's just say Buddy, um Buddy Barnes, Corey Joseph where, are you, where do you stand on those guys? So, like, trade, keep, or, you know, trade or keep at, for those two? Uh,
1: at the moment, <clears throat> not sh- too sure about Barnes, because, he, I mean, it's, it's only a few games, I'm guessing. I don't know. I haven't watched too much uh, in, when I was gone of uh, Barnes, but from what I see from Buddy, definitely, uh, I think we should get something out of him because it's it's pretty sickening to watch him uh, play this type of uh, just basketball
0: yeah um i'm i'm sorry i'm all for trading buddy at this point either that or bench him like bring him off the bench because we need to limit the damage he does to the team because it you know he just it's particularly bad when we're down and like we're desperate for a run. He will just, you know, press and just start taking awful threes, lose the ball on the break, do something really stupid. That is just what are you doing? Mm-hmm. I plays like rookie, almost like rookie mistakes. There were a few in the Nets game that we'll get to, like where he just drove in, even though there were guys open in the corner and then, he, like, he just throws up a shot and then just gets bailed out by something. But, yeah, the, I think, I think the, we need to be able to, like, just talk with him, say, you're coming off the bench now because we can't deal with this kind of shit. And your defense – and the defense is terrible. Like, that's always been a thing. Like, he had been playing with more energy as of late, but, like, it's just – it's just not there. Like, you're not shooting well, and you're giving up, you know, 10,000 points on the other end. It's not pretty right now. Yeah, what's your thoughts on Barnes? Uh, before we get to the, my thoughts on Barnes, uh, he has eight for thirty-three in the last seven games. Eight Ooh. for thirty-one from three, last Ooh, seven games. Really? Yeah, over four from today. I I just think he, at least he still has a lot of value. He needs to just attack the basket more. I'm mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm actually for keeping him just because. Yeah. I just think you need a like a grow man wing. You know. Mm-hmm. That's my that's my that's my stance on him. Unless you are somehow getting matisse Diabul back, I don't want to trade him. Mm-hmm. And Let's like see. you know, a lot of people were talking about, like when the Celtics were here. Apparently, the Celtics announced announced team was talking a lot about that trade exception for Barnes. So, uh, but the thing is, that there's I, there's nothing I want from Boston that's not named Jalen Brown. <laughs> I, I don't I exactly want Kemba Walker either, either, even if, even if he's available. So like. It's not, you know, like I don't know what we would get from the Celtics. Maybe some sort of three-team trade, but like that's where it gets complicated. So.
1: Yeah, we shall see.
0: Okay, well, uh, yeah, so that's basically kind of my take from the, the game. It's just, it was just kind of ugly and like, you know, deflating. It just, like, where was the energy? Where's the energy that the, we had in that seven, in that you know, seven-four? you know, winning seven of nine, um, you know, stretch and yeah, it's unfortunate that you're coming back to this. Um, that was, again, it was some damn good basketball.
1: Yes. I, I wish I witnessed it, but sadly I didn't. I can't come back to what we were before <laughs> pretty much. Oh, well,
0: yeah. Unfortunately, but let, let's just move on. Uh, so, Uh, against Brooklyn which just actually happened um so let's start with this uh Kem Durant was out for this game he had a little hamstring thing um you know first first uh first half was basically a shootout we managed to actually kind of keep we basically kept competitive throughout the first half and we actually were pretty competitive like in the first half of the third quarter too but basically the wheels fell off and unfortunately i have to go back to this was kind of like anchored i guess by buddy like buddy had a basically a fast break and just travels in, on the fast break and that's kind of where things went went south and then a few possessions like down he jacks up like a really awful three like in the corner like you know l- looking like a reggie miller shot basically that he and you know it doesn't go down and unfortunately that just leads to more open shots um, you know, that I think is the, the biggest reason for the Kings slump right now. And then there's, again, in the last two games, Fox is just not attacking and, and just settling for these threes. And again, he's making some, but he's just taking too many and he's just not good enough to justify taking that many attack the basket. This defense, this Brooklyn defense was terrible all night. Like there was just no real resistance like in, at the basket, just go to the rim And just, you know, create contact and, you know, just do something going to the basket instead of always settling for the three.
1: I mean, mean, yeah, look at Corey Joseph. Shoot. He he was
0: going to the basket
1: like it was automatic. Shoot.
0: Yeah. And then same thing with Barnes. Barnes, again, has gone ice cold. Again, 0 for 4 from tonight. And just, yeah, like, he attacked the basket a few times for his only points, and he, he was good. You know, he's just making grown-man plays in there. Why stop attacking? Like, granted, and also, the threes he's missing are wide open. But, like, just attack more when you get the ball, you know? um, one good One good thing coming out of this game, Bagley had a very good game on offense. Like, just... You know, Brooklyn has a very small lineup. Jeff Green is basically their setter. They put in DeAndre Jordan whenever Hassan Whiteside's out there, but DeAndre Jordan was terrible. Like it's so bad that like I don't think Brooklyn would mind getting Hassan. That's how bad they are.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, like if you look at Hassan's stats, it's it's pretty godlike when uh, he plays against Brooklyn.
0: Yeah, again, they just don't—they don't have any big guys, and DeAndre Jordan is just trash. <laughs> like, <it's> just, <laughs> there's no other way around it. Um, yeah, but D, this is, Bagley's defense was hit or miss. Like, he still has these moments where like he just—he just doesn't have the instinct to really help. He had moments where like he actually helped, and make, he needs to make more of those plays. But there are just plays where he's in front of the guy and just doesn't go up for the block. And then there's and then there's one where he got dunked on by Jeff Green where like he jumps up, but like if you look at him, he's not going for the block. He just jumps up. I'm just like you know, try and make a play there. Foul him. Do something. Like he just jumps up and just meekly puts out his arms for theater. Like he's not really trying on that play, so I don't know what he's doing. He needs yeah. to he needs to iron that shit out. But my main takeaway from this game is that I'm all for benching Buddy or trading him at this point. Like, he is, he was so bad in this game. I think he did have a six. I think he went six for seven in the first half. Let me see his stats. So he went six for nine. He was six for seven in the first half, and he was six for nine. So, yeah, didn't do anything in the second half again. But, like, again, the the, the offensive decision-making, the shot selection, all terrible. And just, I can't stand it. He either just needs to get benched or just somewhat limited because, you know, his defense is terrible. Like, his offense right now is just not really—it's not sustainable right now. It's just—like, he'll jack a bunch of threes, and sometimes he'll go in, and that's nice. But he, then he just gets, like, you know, gets basically bold about some of his shots and start jacking more. And guess what? When we're losing— he jacks up even more because now he's pressing again, and there's just no real me- happy medium there. And I think put get, getting him off the bench and just limiting some of his minutes will actually solve a lot of those issues, like it did last year.
1: Yeah, pretty much diddle from last game, same same story with Buddy. Yeah, yeah I'm at this point. Yeah, I'm, I agree with you. We should really consider trading uh, buddy
0: i feel i mean i'm pretty end. sure it's been on the table but no one really wants him and i think the return either is a negative or it's just like you know second rounders like i feel like you can get more for buddy but i'm just it, for getting rid of him at this point we're just benching Yeah,
1: it, it, it'll be tough team. it's gonna be tough to trade buddy at this point but i don't know what, what do you think we'll be able to get out of him <laughs>
0: I mean like at this point I think second rounders, I wouldn't honestly wouldn't be too bad at that. It's just anything, literally anything. Wow, you know? that's <laughs> that's a hot take. I just I want him gone at this point. It's like I don't know like so he, so I I was listening to a podcast they were talking about Andre Drummond. So Andre Drummond's trying to, you know, squeeze his way to the nets. <laughs> got <laughs> <laughs> to get his way to the nets. And uh, in Cleveland, he's actually good for the most part, but he does things where he just, uh, like, let's just say he tries to dribble the ball too much. He tries to, you know, shoot threes. He tries to, you know, make these post moves or try to drive to the rim or try to, like, you know, basically do too much. The question is, do you think that's just who he is, or is he going to cut that out on a good team? Let's just say if he got to Brooklyn, or is he going to actually, like, keep doing the shit that he does, like, oh, call for a post-up. Right like when he's on when he's in Brooklyn. Do you think he would do that on Brooklyn or do you think he would kinda of settle into a role? Like let's just say play defense, make a good make a few good passes every now and then and just, you know, uh, be the role man on, you know, screen screen of roles. I
1: I feel like if someone talked to him, I think he would have been a good role man for let's just say Brooklyn. I, I think he if someone got put sense in him, he'll become that role man.
0: Okay. Applying that same logic to Buddy, do you think this is just who Buddy is, or do you think by the time he gets to say Brooklyn again, he's a perfect kind of a symbolization of Brooklyn? Honestly, Jack's a lot of shots and you know doesn't play any defense. So like, let's say if he gets to Brooklyn, do you think he'll actually like clean up his shot selection?
1: Hmm. That's uh, that's tough. I think. For the uh, oh, I feel like if he was in a different team other than the Kings, I think his game would change drastically. That's my opinion. I think I think uh, another team could make a lot more sense in Buddy than w- what we're doing right now.
0: Yeah, I think I think a trade will need to happen for him to play that way because that will like you know humble him a little bit and just. You know, again, another team, let's say they're a winning team, they have the they have the authority to be able to tell them, you know, if you don't, like, you know, take better shots, we're just going to keep you on the bench. Mm-hmm. And sure, he, you know, they're going to end up paying him $20 million a year to do that, but, like, I think having just another team, let's just say the Spurs, Popovich can tell them to go fuck off, I think. So, <laughs> you know, Luke doesn't really have that command and that authority, you know, unfortunately so yeah it's a it's based i i'm i'm in the camp of just trading him to a better situation i think i think it'll just help him like become a better player because right now it's just like again the awful decision making the subpar ball handling and again the awful shot selection awful defense and he's not hitting shots that's the biggest issue if he was hitting shots it wouldn't be a big issue but he's not hitting shots so you know i just think Again, either, you know, sending him to the bench where, like, again, last year he shot, like, 47% from three after he went to the bench because he just had less opportunities to, you know. <laughs> Basically, we he was not on the court enough to be bad, buddy. So. Yeah. We shall see how that goes. Um, Last thing I want to talk about is uh the bench unit. So this time I didn't – let me see. I wrote down the bench unit. So at the at late, late fourth quarter, where the game was already out of reach, um, the, the bench you to go on a 17 to one run. So this was the. oh Damn it, I didn't write down the lineup, but I think it was Halliburton, Corey Joseph. Oh, did you write it down?
1: I, I didn't write it down, but it's Halliburton, Corey Joseph, Gwen Robinson, Daquan Jeffries and Whiteside, I believe.
0: Yes, so that lineup went on a 17 to one run to cut it down to 18. Yeah, <laughs> great. Um, yeah, But Wonderful. like they, but they were able to, you know, show like finally some defensive intensity. And I don't know why it takes until the, like the end of the fourth quarter for that to come out. I think Luke should maybe explore this lineup in the middle of the third, or like you know in the middle of the second. Just like throw that team, throw this unit out there provide some energy to kind of make up for some of the lack of energy coming from the starters, particularly Fox Barnes and buddy. I just feel like this would kind of, this would be, give you a good mix of just, you know, I guess a good mix of styles, I guess. Cause, because again, all, when this bench unit comes in, there's no real creator out there. I mean, Halliburton's a creator, but he's not an elite creator like Fox. So, He's not a guy where you can just say, okay, we're gonna give you the ball, you do something with it. Mm-hmm. But he's gonna involve the team and he's gonna get the ball moving and things just happen on offense and on defense they bring the energy. DeQuan like made plays out there, so like I, th- I think I think Luke just needs to kind of put- throw this unit out there when the game is not a blowout and just see- and just let it run. Like again, give give the defense a, a different look. And just a different type of energy to kind of you know flip the momentum of the game a little bit.
1: Yeah, that'd be pretty interesting to see because at this point I I'm willing to try anything. I I feel like we should also play burn a little more. Like I mean we've been saying that we should play burn a lot more.
0: I mean he's I mean I think he plays like I mean, he played 30 minutes this game which is. Mm-hmm. Know, third highest on the team so like he's playing i think what you really i think you know what everyone's been saying should start
1: mm, it's I mean, so if buddy. We're, <laughs>
0: yeah if if we're benching buddy that's the guy you gotta and that's the guy that's gonna start and i think it's time like because since because especially since buddy's playing like shit it's time you got you gotta explore that
1: mm, most definitely
0: And then just kind of have what you had last year with Corey and uh, Buddy coming off, basically coming off the bench in tandem and, you know, just running it that way again. You might as well try out something because right now it's not working.
1: Yeah. We're, we're just going backwards. Might as well go backwards and put Buddy on the bench.
0: Yeah. So, uh, sorry for that really kind of depressing and honestly, somewhat angry episode, uh, I mean, honestly, you guys should be grateful. It wasn't right after the the, uh, Grizzlies games. I was angry. Um, This one, I'm a bit more calm just because it is Brooklyn. They do have, like, weapons out there to, you know, just light up the Kings. And, you know, it is is what it is. Like, you know, uh, Kings, uh, by the way, Kings lose a 136 to 125. So, if you guys care about the score. But, like, you know, I just think... This is unfortunately what the kings do, like they have a great they have a great run, and then it's immediately followed by an absolute horrible run, like the biggest roller coaster ride in the n b a right now, yeah, and unfortunately following only gets to experience the valleys apparently so
1: um.
0: <laughs> Yeah, so hopefully things get better. Hopefully Luke, you know, t- takes a look at that bench unit, and you know, again, we gotta explore. You have to explore benching, buddy, at this point, and seeing what in the hell is wrong with Barnes, and you know, if something is wrong with Fox, just have him sit out. Like mm-hmm. seriously, just have him sit out because he does not look right. Again, he's just not attacking. He needs to attack every single time, not settle for the three as much as he is, and I think that will go uh, go around to fixing a lot of the issues.
1: Let's hope so, because yeah, this this isn't the kind of Kings games I want to watch.
0: Yeah, it's a it's gonna be a it's gonna be a rough season if this keeps going on.
1: Um, yep, yep, we're gonna fade for Cade.
0: Yep. Oh yeah, that's the same. I mean, like you know, again, like win-win situation for us either way. Like wins are nice. Losing if we lose, you know, get closer to Kay Cunningham, Jalen Green and those guys. I'm starting to like Jalen Green now. So you know, we shall see. Uh hopefully things do get better one way or the other. And, you know, we gotta explore some options, Luke.
1: Yep. Let's see. Okay. Our next game is on Thursday, I believe, against Miami. So we're getting we... a lot
0: of long breaks. Yeah,
1: which is nice in a way, but Let's hope we kind of bounce back because we're gonna have a long break, and hopefully they get the rest they need.
0: Yeah, and please, we love God. Look at what the hell you're doing.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll see about that.
0: Okay. All right. Well, that's it. Gonna be it for us on this episode. Uh, We'll catch you guys back on Thursday night, probably.
1: Yep. We'll see you guys later.